UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello. Welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And we are here to talk about the disaster in Columbus, Michigan falling in the game by a score of 62-39. to 39. You know, I have to tell myself that's not a basketball score. Uh, that is, uh, you know, and, and I think anybody who regularly listens to the podcast knows that this is not a result that we anticipated. Not a, you know, if you had told me that Michigan was going to score 39 points, I would have guessed that we would have won by 20 or 30. You know, no way in, in, in any world did I anticipate our defense giving up 62. So, Andy, what did you think about that? Well, I was very, very disappointed because this didn't meet my expectations or any fan expectations or the team's expectation of the coaches. It was a flat-out failure. It's the worst game I've seen Michigan play in many years. Uh, it was terrible. Uh Outside of Moody, who might have been the most valuable player as a field goal kicker, everybody made mistakes. I thought it was a vanilla uh, play call, all those things that I thought that Harbaugh was storing and was going to unleash at the last of the year didn't really show up. Some of them did. They did some things differently. But they didn't adjust on defense to the one thing that you knew from the Indiana game and from the Ohio State game last year, that against that man defense, they were going to run crossing patterns, and crossing patterns killed Michigan, especially in the first half, and even later. So it wasn't a game that I expected. I was very disappointed, um, totally blindsided by that. I thought they'd go out there, and if they lost, it would be on some in a close game in which they got a bad call from the refs or something else stupid went wrong. But this flat out was they got beat bad by a better football team on that particular day. And that's a surprise and a disappointment for everyone that was made in blue. Well, I have to tell you, it wasn't any better seeing it in person. And... Now, now I will say that the first half really didn't surprise me that much. Um, no, you know, they always start slow. Yeah, and, and I it's it's now I was surprised that Ohio State scored as much as they did, but it wasn't out of the realm of pers- of, of possibility. Okay, when you saw how it yeah. happened, you know, and again I I go back to you know how Michigan started against Notre Dame, you know, giving up those you know, 14 points in the first quarter and then having to scramble to, to get back. What was really surprising to me in this was that, you know, one of the things that we've been happy about this year is that Michigan would go into the half and make some adjustments and come out and be a much better team, both on offense and defense. And... What happened in the third quarter, I mean, if you look at the quarter-by-quarter breakdown, really the big difference was they were outscored by 17 points in the third quarter. And And scored, yeah, and scored nothing, no touchdowns. Yeah, you know, know, 17-0 in the third quarter, 
and you know it was over from there it was it was a runaway and and one of the things about you know just looking at the offense right now is that with how good the defense has been the offense has never had to play from far behind i mean we talked about that Notre Dame game where they started out for you know 14 in the hole and then fought back to to make it close at the end but Pretty much all year long, the defense has been well, stout. There was North, there was Northwestern in there, and they came from seventeen down in that one. Yep, yep, they did. But but my point being is that the defense at some point, you know, was a firewall and held right. And yes. even though they they got down in that game, there was a certain point where the defense put the clamps down, and and they were able to to to, to surge back and. And against most games this year, you know they they would win rather handily while the while the defense was was holding south. So the thing that was really surprising to me in the third quarter is that you know the whole first half the defense was barely hanging on, and as you mentioned, right. uh, you know getting uh, you know again they always say about man to man defense that if you give the offense enough time, people will get open. Okay, you cannot play man-to-man for long. And the way Michigan had counteracted that for most of this year was the defense would get to the quarterback. Well, what we saw from Ohio State is their offensive line was good enough to stop it. Okay? And, you know, we can talk about... That's that's a much maligned offensive line, too. Everybody thought that the weak spot on that football team was their offensive line, and it proved to be a strength against Michigan. Absolutely. And and it's interesting because going through the game photos, it's amazing to see how stout the line is, how much protection, how much time, um, you know, Ohio State has to throw the ball down the field. And again... We had no no sacks, not one. If you run man-to-man... Right for that long, guys will get open, and I think what was surprising to me is that, you know, and, and we've talked about this, you know, as we as we've watched the Michigan defense, you know, the last couple of years under Don Brown, that they're always able to send guys and they're always able to get to the almost always able to get to the quarterback before bad things could happen. Well. What we saw against Ohio State was if if you have a good offensive line, I would say an outstanding offensive line, um, they're going to push that rush around, and the quarterback is either going to have time to get rid of the ball or he's going to step up and, and escape. So, you know, one of the things that Harbaugh raves about is that Don Brown will be sitting on the, the sidelines and know exactly what what tweaks to make. And what's interesting is that in the second half, the Michigan defense made a tweak, and on the very one of the very first plays Ohio State ran, you know, almost had an interception. Right? They they definitely changed the way they were defending it, and then Ohio State saw that made a change back, and and it was off to the races. So it was interesting that, um, and I don't want to say that the other teams don't prepare, but. Both of these teams say that they look all year towards this game and prepare all year, all season for this game. And I'll have to say, I have to give Ohio State credit. They were prepared for everything Michigan was going to do. 
they had a they had you know Michigan had a move, Ohio State had a counter move, and you know I, I told people before this game, Ohio State, while while they definitely uh, staggered at time this season, they were ten and one. Okay, they might be the worst ten and one team in the country, but they're ten and one. You don't get ten and one without having a fair amount of talent and, and skill. Well, and they they had they exceed Michigan in football talent. There's no question about it. So you know, all see all week, there are people in the media saying, "Well, if Ohio State can put together a complete game, which they really haven't done all year, and boy, they 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 sure did." Now, the positives I want to take from this, okay? Now, again, the defense got lit up for sixty-two points. Okay, that's that's a bitter pill to take, and I think, you know, if we were going to talk about scenarios where Michigan would lose this game. I don't see any world that I would have predicted 62 points, okay? Um, no way. Now, as it, as it was, okay, you know, you have some problems on special teams, you turn the ball over, and, you know, uh, it, it's interesting because I know statistically they will say momentum doesn't exist. Boy, momentum started going against Michigan in that second half, and it, and it never stopped, right? It just, it just rolled them over. Now... Now, so well, again, a block, a block, a block punt doesn't help anything. Well, again, that's what I'm saying. You know, a, a break, big plays. Um, you know, you, you get a team that's feeling it. Now, now, I'm not saying it's okay. Just understand what happened. Okay, you know, sometimes you're the hammer and sometimes you're the anvil. And Michigan was the anvil. Wow, they got they got rocked. Um, yes, and, they did. And you're not. You know, I'm not used to seeing that. Usually, we do that to other teams. Um, so again, I think that um, you know uh, the defense is going to take stock and think about what they need to do. Um, you know, offensively. I mean, you know, coming into this season, okay, one of the big gripes last year was the offensive line play, and coming into this season, we had almost everybody back, and you know, we did not have. Um, a lot of new guys populating that line, a lot of top recruits. So it was amazing that the offensive line was able to look as good as it looked against inferior opponents. But what we saw against Ohio State was, listen, you know, you, Michigan may be one of the top ten teams in the country, but when you play one of the t- one of a, a team that has equal talent and is well prepared, you know, that offensive line struggled. To, to open up holes and to protect, and to protect Shea Patterson. So, you know, the message I take from this is, you know, as we knew before the season started, we need to recruit better on the offensive line. You know, that is not that is not a news flash. Okay, that has been a consistent problem here for really almost ten years, right? And it, it's one of the the questions that I have. You know, hanging over the program overall is that it seems every year our best offensive line back in the glory years would have been our second best offensive lineman, right? And that's not to diminish the effort or the work that these guys put in, but, you know, we do not have, uh, you know, let's talk, you know, speaking of, of, you know, media, we don't have the equivalent of a John Jansen on this team. We don't have the equivalent of a Jake Long. That's not a criticism of the guys who are playing. That's just an observation. Okay. Yeah, they're they're giving it. 
they they gave the best they had. They just didn't have enough. So again, what what it comes down to is, you know, we need to we need to do better. You know, uh, the coaching staff needs to recruit better. It'll be interesting if we can keep. Um, you know, again, I do think that the 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 way that they've revamped the offensive line this year, I think it's great. You know, I think we're, I think it's it's finally on the uh, go heading in the right direction. But you, you know, you need to recruit better. That's just that's just how it is. So so that's one of the things I, I took from this game. The other thing that that I took is. Okay, remember we're still ten and two. Okay, compared to where we're where we were last season, this is you know a marked improvement, and I can understand the disappointment. Listen, nobody was more disappointed than me. You know, I have never seen Michigan win in Columbus in person. Okay, every mm-hmm. year or every other year I head down there, depending on the schedule, hoping that this is going to be the year. And I'll tell you, I, I was. I was very hopeful this year that I was going to see it, and and I didn't see it. Okay. They had everything before them, and up till this point, everything had fallen in line. So they really had a true shot at competing for the Big Ten championship, and it's really disappointing they didn't get it. They still, they they still share the Big East championship. Ohio State says it's the champion, but we're as good as they are, and. That part's divided. They just won the spoils because they had to head. They beat us, but we we still didn't totally fail as regards getting a share of the Eastern Championship. But we're not getting the benefit either. It was a terribly hard loss to anticipate, and it was hard to take. It, it was really, really a rough goal, I think, for most Michigan fans who expected better, and I feel in a way, they wouldn't want you to say it, but I feel sorry for those guys on the team that have worked so hard and had all those wins pile up, and then all this stuff that's going to fall out from this loss, a lot's going to pile on Harbaugh personally. He's going to have a lot of naysayers out there that he's not worth the money he's getting, that he can't beat Ohio State, that he's a second-rate coach. And I'm not. I don't. I don't want to get rid of him, and I know that most people want because, for one reason, you don't have a decent substitute. You don't have anybody out there that's got the cachet that he's got right now. But it's a wonder that Michigan just can't pull off a victory in the in the horseshoe or beat. Ohio State at home. Next year is going to be a Donnie Brook. It'll be interesting. We'll hear all the hype and everything, and and I'm already worried about that one. Well, they'll be better. That well, quarterback will be there next year. Well, Andy, I have to tell you, I think the reality is is that we have to acknowledge that the rivalry is dormant right now. And, That's right. And what I mean by that is, I'm not saying Ohio State doesn't get excited. I'm not saying we don't get excited, but the hammer and nails aren't the hammer and nail aren't rivals, okay? And for most of the last 18 years, we've been the nail, okay? You can't win two games uh, over the last 18 years and and it, and it be a true rivalry in the sense that um, you know a rivalry goes back and forth. A rivalry is something that. 
you can't count on. And right now, if I'm an Ohio State fan, I count on beating Michigan. Because, you know, this year, more than any recent one, Michigan was favored. I mean, you know, you look at the odds makers, okay, and, you know, not that I, I think that's the end-all, be-all, but, you know, Michigan was favored on the road. And, and I would say, if you looked, you know, at, at both teams' resume, it's, this really looked like the year that Michigan would have, could have, should have won. But they didn't. And again, that's why they play the games. And, you know, as much as uh, I hate to, to see a victorious uh, Ohio Stadium, you got to imagine, you're a, you're a Buckeye fan, and this is the year you're finally going to lose, and they show up and see a 62-39 to win. You know, it's a rivalry for them. It's not so much for us right now. We, we are, we are not. You know, Michigan is not doing their part. They are not. They are not. Um, you know, again, living up to their own standard. So, so as far as that goes, again, you want it to be a rivalry. Win a game. Win a couple games. And again, you know, it, it would have been sweet two years ago to win in overtime. That would have reignited, you know, the fierceness of the rivalry. Uh, again, if Michigan had been able to go down there and put a beating on them, right? But in the four years that Harbaugh has coached this rivalry, the first game, uh, you know, Michigan entered the entered the game, and if if they had beaten Ohio State, there was a chance they would have won the East, right? And mm-hmm. they were they were run out of the stadium by halftime. Then the next year they go down to Columbus, and leading late can't. Can't seal the deal, lose in overtime. Last year, leading late, quarterback goes down, new quarterback comes in for Ohio State and beats Michigan you know, at the big house. This year they come in, they blow us out. I mean, again, Michigan is not holding up its end of the rivalry. And it's great that, that many people still say it's the, it's the best rivalry in sports, but it will not return, it will not... It, it will not have the luster it should until Michigan does more to uh, to hold up its end of the deal. Now, the other right, thing... rivalries depend on a on a base of competition, and there's got to be equal competition, uh, equal competitive ability between the two teams to have a rivalry. Otherwise, like you you did the hammer and nail, that's pretty good. Uh, the the Wolverines just can't seem to stand prosperity. They had everything lined up, everything their stars seemed lined up in their direction, and they went down there and were befuddled uh, offensively, defensively, and on special teams and lost. So all that hard work, just think of all the sweat and dings, and a lot of people got hurt down there this time. Uh... Gentry got a concussion, and uh, a couple of the defensive backs got dinged, and they're going to be back. I don't know of anybody except Gentry that has a really uh, confining uh, concussion, you know. they got to go through concussion protocols. I mean, you know how the program is, Andy. They're not going to, they're not forthcoming no. on injuries. Um, you know, the thing that I take from it is, so, last year, went down to the bowl game, Michigan was a million miles away from being able to play Alabama. 
Okay, and that's the criteria. You know, Alabama is the elite of college football right now. Ohio State's not far behind, but I remember sitting at the bowl game and just looking at Michigan as they squandered a, a you know a late lead, and uh, you know did not look like a great squad. And I don't know how good Michigan is going to be next year because I don't know how many of these guys are going to go pro. That kind of worries me. Well, that they might lose, lose yeah. the defensive backfield in Patterson. Yeah, well, losing this defensive backfield doesn't look like a big loss right now. And again, they got. <laughs> no, but they, yeah, look at the body of their work this year, and they've been pretty good. They there will, for there will always be guys leaving. There will always be guys coming in. Okay, and you know, I'm not going to begrudge a guy going pro. Um, again, I didn't say I didn't say that I was begrudging anybody, but it's it's from a standpoint of keeping your football team together. It that can hurt. If Patterson leaves, then who's your quarterback? Well, again... Or, or, or are you thinking at this time that Patterson will be no loss because of this game? Oh, no, I would not say he's no loss. I'm saying that I can't control it, okay? Yeah. And, well, yeah. You know, again, you got... And I think this is, this is my point, okay? Harbaugh's been here. This is his fourth season. Whatever players leave, you know, you have the transfer... You have new recruits coming in. Um, you would hope that, that players would be getting better. There's no player who can't be replaced. Um, I, I don't know what what Patterson's going to do. No, I, I listen, I think Patterson is a great quarterback. He had a bad game. Everybody had a bad game. You know, I'm, not, I'm not pinning yeah. a loss on him. If and anything, part of now, his was he was pressured on almost every play. If he dropped back to pass, he was pressured. And we could not like I kind of anticipated, run the ball effectively. And to have our offense effectively, we have to run the ball and then play action pass and that sort of stuff. See, what's interesting where, about... Where, were all, where, was, where was that stockpile of special plays that we had thought that Harbaugh had piled up all years? Well, Andy, I'll tell you. Here's what I saw, okay? We do not have an offense. We do not have a quick strike offense. We do not have an offense that may that is made to play from two or three scores down. Okay, that's right. And not that's that, for sure. and not that any team is, but at least some teams have you know a more of a a more passing package. Okay, a, a strike down field package. The, so here's the thing: I don't know. You know, you know, Harbaugh is not exactly forthcoming with the game plan. Okay, so so again. I don't think you saw anything all that different in the first half from the offense than what you normally see, right? So, That's right. so again, part of that is you, you allegedly break them down and you, you're able to run, right? Well, right. third quarter comes out and things go south. You end up 17 down. And at that point, you know, you don't have time to run your offense, right? So, right. again, it's a, it's it's one of those things where... Um, you know, when things go bad, they go bad quick. And again, you talk about that punt. Um, and, you know, definitely there was no doubt that Ohio State was not going to, you know, it's funny because there was a certain point in the fourth quarter where I go, you, you start doing the numbers, right? Well, okay, Michigan's two or three touchdowns down. There's this much time left. You know, if they can score, stop them, score, onside kick, right? 
And the th- right. biggest thing I was concerned is that Ohio State was going to do a was going to do one of these clock draining drives, right? And right. at that point, they scored on one play. And I said, "Well, that's not the way to save time, guys." You know, and I mean, I know they didn't do it on purpose, but but basically, it was, you know, you're in a shoot. You're it's kind of like you're in a a, a gunfight with a knife, right? You <laughs> you just can't keep up. So, you know, again, uh, you know, you never you never guess the defense is going to fall apart that way. You never anticipate you're going to have the, uh, you know, that blocked punt, and not only a blocked punt, but you know immediately turned around for a score. So, definitely things went bad. For me, the thing that I take from this is, and this was what I was getting at last year, is, you know, last year, Michigan didn't look good in the bowl game, and Harbaugh made some big changes in the offseason. What I see in this is the changes aren't done. And it'll be really interesting to see what changes are going to happen. Yeah, because... Because this is not, we're not done yet. This is, we're not good enough. And I, I don't That's think right. that anybody, I don't think he would argue with that. And while people can criticize Coach Harbaugh, he's not going anywhere. Okay? Uh, you know, again, he, he's here. And he's here for the foreseeable future. So he's going to have a chance to make these changes. And we're going to have to see what, what he comes up with. When he's made changes, he's made some laudable changes in this past year when he took a good look at his team. It's going to be interesting to see who and where they play uh, in their bowl game. Could be the Rose Bowl, could it not? It could be. And uh, that's not a bad consolation prize. I don't know who they would get there. You could get to, you could get some very tough competition there. But uh, it's all going to be interesting uh, the program isn't dead. It's been rising. It didn't rise as much as we thought it had risen, but it's continuing to go go up. It's not going down. This one victory or one defeat like this does not prove that the program is in the shambles because it's not. They won a lot of games this year, and they won them with a a uh, even score. All across the board, I think part of the problem is that some of the teams that we thought were good, like Wisconsin and Penn State, weren't as good as we thought they were when we beat them. Well, and you can look at you can look at the records and say they weren't as good. I mean, you know, when the season lined up, we thought that three game stretch was going to be, you know, a gauntlet, and you bet. Michigan State wasn't as good as as we anticipated. Penn State wasn't as good as it anticipated. Wisconsin wasn't as good as it anticipated. But again, you play the games on your schedule, and sure. the thing that we need to, you know, the team needs to take away from this is, okay, where do we go from here? You know, if if one, you know, one loss should not be enough to derail a program. That's and, right. And again, if if, if I, that's if that's the state of the program, then you have larger problems. You know, you take this. You, you watch the tape, you evaluate personnel, you look at schemes, um, and, and you go from there. So, well, Andy, do you yeah. have any final words? Yes, the Wolverines will be back. This isn't the end of the road this year either. They got a decent bowl game that they go into. They better win it. They just better win this. And 
help people forget a little bit about this Ohio State debacle and a debacle it was. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for umgoblue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.